I just want to do God's will. The kind of revolution that the world needs is a Christian revolution. If you want a miracle, you've got to expect it to happen. You are the recipients of God's grace and God's blessings, and you rejoice in that reality. Welcome to Life Today Live. I hope you're doing well out there. Uh, okay, as Christians, we all know the the Bible is the book that we read, but it's interesting not, I, I would, I haven't seen a survey. I'm sure there's some out there, but I bet if you surveyed the, a, a group of Christians, you would find very few of them actually read the Bible every day, uh, and probably a small percentage have actually read all of it, and an even smaller percentage understand it all, <laughs> and, that, and that's okay. We're here to encourage each other to walk you through things, to discuss things, to pray together. I mean, that's it's, it's a journey, so there's no condemnation in that. There are some great uh, aids out there to help you understand Scripture and to read through the Bible, and we're going to talk about one of those today. My guest is Trillia Newbell, and she has a book that is 52 Weeks in the Word, and it's one of these that helps you get into Scripture, to, to read the Bible in a year kind of thing. Uh, why would you Why would you do that? Um, maybe you've been a Christian a long time like I have. It's still a good thing to do. Uh, and if you're a new Christian, well, I mean, this is a great place to start. Uh, or if you're just wanting to go deeper. Well, we're going to talk about the benefits of that, maybe some insights, some things you hadn't heard, or maybe some things that have struck me or my guests today when, when we get into Scripture sometimes. Uh, I invite you to be a part of the conversation. Hello, Loretta. I hope you're doing well today. If you are watching live, chat is open. So jump on in. If you're watching in the replay, I always appreciate your comments. So be sure to leave those as well. Trillium. Great to have you on Life Today Live. I am so glad to be here. Thank you. I think the, the most obvious question when we approach, uh, uh, you know, 52 weeks in the Word, reading the Bible in a year kind of question, uh, since there are several, I mean, there, there's quite a few of these out there, the yeah. obvious question would be, why would you do this? Yeah, I love that question. Okay, so I'm going to show it because I think that's helpful. So it's 52 weeks in a Word, a companion th for reading through the Bible in a year, and you can choose loads of resources. There's so many out there. The one thing that I love about this resource is that not only do I guide you, but I give you space to write and reflections and a place to pray. So you have all the tools that you need right in your hands. And it it's a guide through, it's pretty simple. It's a read through from Genesis to Revelation. And I don't have any dates on any of the days. In other words, you just start with day one and maybe you'll read Genesis one through four and then day two, but it doesn't say you must begin January 1st, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. And so it, it helps you so that you have a guide, a companion, a cheerleader, but not a rule maker. So I'm not trying to force people. I want people to enjoy the Bible, enjoy the Lord, engage in his word. And so it's an invitation to do that in a way that is um, accessible. And anyone, I've, I've seen pictures of children using it, which is really fun and exciting and sweet to me. So that is the, the hope behind this resource is not that you have something to check off, a, a box to check off that you are in the word so the word can get in you now that that's good and it's nice that you don't have dates on it because you miss a day or two and you're like oh, i've already blown it and you're done but so now you you say genesis to revelation do you go in 
in the order of the canon? Yes. So it is canonical. So you go Genesis all the way to Revelation. I have used other reading plans where you jump around. And I have just found that I get kind of confused or I forget (laughs) what I read. Or I'm like, now where am I supposed to be right now? And so I wanted to just provide something that you could read the whole a whole book of the Bible in its context, really gain understanding of what the what the uh, word is trying to what God is trying to tell you through his word. And however, because it's not dated, if you finish, for example, the first two weeks are on Genesis, if you finish the first two weeks and you decide, you know, I'd really love to jump into the New Testament, yeah, you, you can, can jump into week whatever and go into the new testament because it's not dated um but yes so it is a straight read through the scriptures which i think will help with reading comprehension but also you're always going to know where you are (laughs) you don't have to think that much (laughs) hey not thinking for me is a great so appreciate that Um, how do you this is not uh, the publisher sent questions this is not one of them how do you get people through the hard books of like leviticus Ooh, I love that question. <laughs> so first of all, if you're using the resource, my resource, you have one week. It's just one week. So keep that in mind. <laughs> we can do almost anything in a week. So, but also if for reading, one of the things that I do is I have the same three questions at the top of each of each page to help engage our mind. So we're going to, I help us think through questions like what is What is what who do you how do you see God's character through this? Where do you see the gospel in this? So what is it that God is saying? And it kind of helps us to actively think through the law or actively think through whatever we're reading. So that's a one way that you can read and think, Okay, what is it that God is trying to tell me here? And what how does his law connect to to Jesus? What is Jesus fulfilled? What? How can we how can we be encouraged because we don't have to do those things? So that's one way that we can get through Leviticus. Um, But yeah, and any of the hard text. Another thing you can do is if you don't understand something, you can write it down. You can write down. Okay, I I don't really get this. And you can go back to it later and, and really review it, study it, try to gain better understanding of it. Um, and so those are some of the ways that I think we can get through those passages is really have an active mind about ourselves, not just a passive reading, but thinking, okay, what is this, what does this have to say about God in his word? Um, but then also remembering I, at the beginning of the book, I put a reading chart of how long it takes to read each book of the Bible. And I think we'll be surprised to see how short, how how quickly we can actually read. That also should help us get through those texts that seem longer or harder, is that um, in when we really look at it, it doesn't take us as long as we think. And that, I think, is some of the difficulty. Right, right. In re- yeah, it's just, oh, man, this is going to take forever. Um, but it doesn't. It doesn't take as long as we think. And before we know it, we've read an entire entire book that for example i've just i'm about to finish reading genesis and i've read only about 30 minutes a day and i've read for two weeks and i'm gonna be done and that is kind of the kind of 
pressure, like we're taking the pressure off. We just read to enjoy. We have journaling space to write and it will help us get through some of those tougher texts or, or longer right. texts. Right, right. Um, what, I'm just curious, what version do you use? Well, I, this is really interesting. So when I am just reading the Bible, I use the ESV. However, when I'm studying the Bible, I might grab the CSB, NSB, NASB. I'm looking at all sorts, King James, I'm looking at all sorts of different translations yeah. um, to study. So for just my reading, I, I like to grab the ESV and I like to use a reader's Bible, which is a little different also. But now, but the, the 52 weeks in the word, what version is that? Okay, so 52 weeks in the word isn't a, it, it doesn't have a Bible attached to it, but I use my Bible, a lot of my Bible references are from the ESV, but you can grab any Bible oh, okay. to read. Okay. Yeah, it's a companion for your reading. So yeah, so as you're reading the Bible, you can read whatever translation you want. I just give you a guide for what scriptures to read and how to write it, yes. Got it, no, that's good. I like that actually, the flexibility there. Um, here's, here's, I think, uh, something, I know it's a place where a lot of people get hung up, uh, because I see, especially Old Testament scriptures quoted completely out of context, um, or without any New Testament context attached to it. Or sometimes we, we misunderstand a scripture because we don't read what comes before and after it. Did you, do you find that, that the scripture takes on a lot of maybe new meaning, maybe some meanings that you're like, I've heard a, I've heard a sermon on that. And that's not actually what it says when you read contextually, when you read a full chapter, a full book. 100%. Absolutely. Um, I even just recently I was reading and I can't remember, um, all that I was reading, but I realized that I didn't understand. I had prepped this one part of the story right. over and over and over again. But then I read the whole chapter and the few chapters behind it. And I realized, oh man, I really was missing a lot of the context. And I think that happens a lot because especially in our, our culture of quick and busy, and we kind of get little snapshots of scripture, or we might look at one verse, we won't fully get it if we aren't reading, okay, what, what's happening? What's going on in this? Yeah. So for me, absolutely. But I think for all of us, yes, we, we will have a better understanding of what's going on and we will be able to interpret and apply it better yeah. when we've read it in its place in the full context of the scripture. So it's important. It's important to read the, the whole of it. Yeah. How did it doing this? I mean, cause this is, you, you didn't just do the exercise of reading the Bible in a year. You, you were writing companion stuff to go with it, to help others. You really had to get into scripture in a, in a deep, deep way. What did it do for you when you worked through this? Ooh, I love that. It realized, I realized how much I didn't know, which is actually a gift because it just makes me more hungry to read. And I realized the more I did dig into the word, the more I dive into it, the more I realized I'm going to be learning about the Lord for eternity. I am going to, I will not exhaust um, understanding and knowledge of God. So I think that's thrilling. So for me, I realized I got to Obadiah, for example, and I was like, now wait, what's happening? 
sure. I had to. I had to really think. Okay, so he's talking about two, uh, I, I, Jacob and and Esau and Israel and Edom and who? What am I talking about? And I had realized I had to go back to Genesis to fully understand what was happening. Mm-hmm. And those are the types of things that I discovered as I was working on this this um, resource was how much I needed the resource, how much I need to be in God's word. Um, and how much I I will always be learning. And and I think we all are there if we're honest, we're always gonna be learning. And that's a good thing. I want to be a forever learner. I wanna be teachable. I want to come to the word expecting to learn something more, to grow in my love for him and grow in my love for Jesus. And in extension, my love of neighbors so I can go and make disciples teaching them to obey, right? Mm-hmm. So. So it's um, it's it's been a quite the a fascinating journey and one that I'm th- I'm really thankful for, grateful for, because it, it, there's it's a humbling <laughs> thing to go through the whole scriptures and try to to teach anything. Yeah, sure. Well, you bring up an interesting point. Um, and I'm curious because you I don't know I, I don't know your complete background, but surely you're at least aware if you haven't experienced it that unfortunately sometimes people in the church a church and i use that term loosely um they use the bible as a club to beat people down to condemn people to manipulate sometimes to try to get them to conform to act a certain way you know becomes a behavior modification tool and and not Mm. an inner transformation tool which is what it really should be um how did really diving into the scriptures and understanding the context and, and seeing the full view of what God is communicating and both in the past and in the present, uh, what he wants to do with us in the future. Uh, how did that change the way you saw other people, even people outside the church? Mm. Okay. I grew up in a very loving home, but not a Christian home. Mm. I did not become a Christian until the age of 22. So I, and I'm, I'm really grateful for my story that comes with lots of sin and brokenness, <laughs> but the Lord redeemed my life from the pit. I fully understand what it looks like to live outside of the Lord. And so he, when he saved me, I, it was a miracle. I mean, it's a miracle when he saves anyone, but it was, I just knew, wow, the, only the Lord could do this. Mm-hmm. So when I started to dive into his word and read about the scriptures, I didn't, I didn't think of those who were unbelievers as those who were lesser than me. Because I got, I was like, no, they just need Jesus. Like <laughs> right, I right. have Jesus, right. and and so it wasn't this hierarchy. Higher, it was more of a, okay, those are those are those who are outside of the faith, and here are those who are in the faith. We need to share the gospel and and preach this good news that we have, so that people will know there's the Savior. So as I started to read things like the image of God, the Imago Dei, the Genesis 1, that we're all created equally, mm-hmm. that captured my heart. Oh, that, that, that I can know him. And, and things, things like um, that we are saved by grace through faith, and it's not our own doing. It's a gift of God so that no one can boast. Yeah. 
no one can boast. Mm -hmm. So my only boast is in the Lord, Ephesians, right? Um, that we can go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them and teaching them to obey all that God commands. So that one day we will all be rejoicing together. I mean, that's Genesis to Revelation. We see God, his redemptive story yeah. being lived out and it's happening today. So as I learn more and more about this story of scripture and how, I mean, it has affected me deeply. Mm -hmm. It is, it's, it is, um, it's, God transformed my entire life, the trajectory of my life and my heart, the way my worldview, everything changed. So I think what it should do is it should humble us. Like, and, and so it shouldn't be that as we learn, we become puffed up. As a matter of fact, the scriptures has a word, has a word for that, right? <laughs> exactly. Like knowledge puffs up, but we should not be puffed up and then feel like we're against. No, we should gain this knowledge and want to teach, want to, it's a treasure that we want to give away. And so, so for, for me, I, I think there's, I'm sure there's been times in my life where I've, been a jerk <laughs> and haven't been kind to the the ones who don't know but but I I would like to say that that's part of the reason why I write is mm. that I want people to know and be equipped and to serve and to share the good news that I have learned and that I have that God is God is used so transformative I like he's transformed me mm. so so I think as we gain this knowledge we should give it away yeah. we should just poured out and for others. We're talking to Trillia Newbell. This is her book, 52 Weeks in the Word, a companion reading through the scriptures in uh, a day-by-day -day basis, however those days may look. Very flexible, and, and I actually quite like that format. Uh, it, it's not about pressure. It, it, it's about walking with you through the scriptures, which is really a good thing. You can see her heart for it and the excitement that she brings, and I love her passion for the Word. Uh, here's Here's... You mentioned that you know you you became a Christian when you were 22, uh, and I'm not asking your age. Don't just don't just not go there. But I suffice to say that I think probably when you read through Scripture now, if you're like most people, you see things a little differently than when you were maybe 22, 23, 24. And that's one of the beauties of Scripture is it speaks to us wherever we are, and so we can read the same thing five, ten years, twenty years later, and we go, oh, okay. It just, it, it's, you know, like like an onion with so many layers. We just keep, you know, it never gets stale. You don't read it once and go, I'm done, put it on the shelf, never done with it again. You know, like you might Shakespeare or something, but there is a depth. Do you see uh, this impact of it speaking to you where you're at in a way that's fresh and new every time you go back to it? Because I, I do. Yes, I do. You know, it's interesting. Um, one of the things that I'm, I'm grateful for when I became a Christian at the age of 22 is I I just went straight headlong diving into the scriptures and reading. Um, and it prepared me. So texts like, don't be surprised when the fiery trial comes. Um, texts like, the Lord draws near to the brokenhearted. Um, that he holds you up by his righteous right hand. Well, I've had four miscarriages. And after my second one, I needed those reminders. I needed that. And I read those texts oh so differently 
than I did before that trial, before that deep pain and sorrow. I understood when about Jesus weeping, I, I understood that in a different way. Oh my goodness, to know that he has been tempted in every way, but without sin and could enter into the sorrow that I experienced. Those are those you read differently yeah. when you experience something. So, so same thing as I got, I keep getting older. I just, I do, I read things and you're going to have new, fresh eyes, different experiences. It's going to, there's things that are going to pop out and stand out maybe just a little bit more than they would have um, when you first knew the Lord. Mm -hmm. So yes, I do think every time I come to the word, the Lord is teaching me and showing me something new about his character and um, different ways that I, I can confess and repent as well. So so the Lord is kind to do that. It's a living and active um, Bible. The Bible is living and active. Yeah. And it, and it says that. And what what's interesting is, is that it proves it to it. If you, if you just keep going back to it, it'll prove that point to you right there. How how do we, oh, let me, let me think the right now. Nah, I'm just going to ask the question if I bungle it <laughs> because it's, I, I, there's, um, the living part of it because it comes from the Holy spirit. Uh, the words don't change. I mean, you may get a different translation, but it, it's, it's still a book. Um, and, and there's an old joke about the Baptist background I grew up in where we believe in the father, son and Holy Bible. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which, which is to say that I, I do, I, I, some people can read the Bible and go, I get nothing from it. Hmm. Uh, or they can read the Bible and get something really weird from it where you're like, that's not what it says, you know. And, I th and, and the scripture says that we have the Holy Spirit who will lead us to all truth. And yet we've got lots of denominations and lots of disagreements about scripture. How, how critical is it that we embrace? invite actively seek the holy spirit as we read the scripture well i mean i think <laughs> i know right <laughs> that's well, a, no i mean i think you've answered the question we have a helper to help us so we ask god we have the spirit within us so we ask him lord help help us understand yeah. help illuminate make sense of your word keep us from error i think we so so how important is it? I mean, it's the spirit that's going to reveal truth. So we, we need to ask the Lord to help us. Mm -hmm. he's, he's part of the Trinity. <laughs> yeah. So it's Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, not Holy Bible, which is really funny. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so I would just say, um, I, I love Romans 8, that even when... And of course, in context, it's talking about suffering and when we're grown, we have groaning too deep for words that the spirit will will pray for us. So I, I think, though, it there's there's a clear if we want to walk by the spirit and we want to live by the spirit, we need to ask the spirit for his help. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, yeah, seek, seek the Lord, ask for help. And I think I think we want to be careful if we if we think that we might be misinterpreting something ask ask the lord for guidance and help and seek resources also yep. um to help help guide that yeah i think that there's there's lots of things that we can do to help but we do yeah ask the lord for help there's my, my pastor former pastor before we moved uh would say that there's really only one correct interpretation of scripture but there are many applications 
to Scripture, mm-hmm. uh, how we apply them to our lives. Because some, some things aren't addressed specifically in Scripture, mm-hmm. but there's principles there. There's tr- there are truths there, and once you understand the truth, you know how it applies to your particular situation. Um, do you see it? Have you seen any of that? Because the interpretation, I mean, people, we can argue all day about interpreting different scriptures. Um, but the application I think is where, again, the Holy spirit really comes in. Um, yeah. I'm just curious if you've, if, if, if you have observed the difference between the interpretation and the application. Oh yes. Have you? Okay. you can see, you can see a lot with married couples, men and women and, um, you can see it with with it's things about the home and how to care for the home and and when i'm thinking through okay looking at the scriptures i'm going to look at the context of the time mm-hmm. and then i'm going to ask myself is is anything that i'm doing going against his commandment to love god with all my heart soul strength and to love my neighbor as myself that's going to be a helpful guide right there yes, it is. because there are lots of lots of different ways we can apply various texts. Same thing with money. I mean, there, think about all the different ways that people spend money or people don't spend. Do you vacation? Do you save? What do you do? Well, there's lots of principles. But are you loving God with all your heart, mind, yeah. soul and strength? Are you loving your neighbor as yourself? These are the kinds of things that you just I think that you can see where you Where's our treasure? Where's our heart? What are we doing? Um, so, so, yeah, I I think that the different app there's freedom in our application. Mm-hmm. Um, there isn't in idolatry. We want to ask God: Are we worshiping Him? Mm-hmm. Um, are we obeying Him? And then, of course, there are very clear scriptures, and we ask: Okay, are we are we obeying God in with these various commands. And if we're not, then we repent, we yeah. turn, we yep. change and ask him for help. Yeah. Did anything surprise you as you went through this, as you developed this and any in scripture, anything jump out? There's some weird parts in scripture. There's some weird things, especially in the old Testament, anything. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I think I kind of alluded to it um, earlier. I, I don't think I realized just how much, Okay, we always say that the Bible is connected. If it's a whole storyline and you read Genesis, you're going to understand this, that, and the other. Well, I I think I knew that and I've read through before, but for some reason, because I think I was thinking of this, I was thinking, okay, I've got to be able to connect all the dots for other people. I really thought about it. So when I got to Obadiah, I realized, oh, in order for me to really understand this minor prophet, I've got to go back to Genesis. I really need to have read that and understood it. And so those are the types of things that um, I think surprised me is how much, oh, really, this, the Torah, the Pentateuch, the first five books in the Bible really are important <laughs> for yeah. you to understand all the scripture yeah. and to understand the New Testament. A lot of people, I think we, um, kind of are afraid of the Old Testament or neglect the Old Testament, or we just like a few of the stories. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, we just like, we, we're gonna stick with David and Goliath. You know, we, we like those stories, but but we really need to understand a lot of the history yeah. um, that's in there to to get the rest of the scriptures fully, yeah, that is. What I, I, a common mistake is westernizing 
Jesus or oh, yeah. the scripture, uh, New Testament, the terminology, things like that. Did did you find yourself learning a lot about Jewish history? Oh, goodness. I'm so glad that you said that. Yeah. So I found myself asking. I actually even wrote down. This is really interesting that you asked this question because <laughs> I, I think it was yesterday or the day before I wrote down. Am I reading this with Western eyes? Am I having trouble understanding? Because I couldn't understand. I And I, for the life of me right now, I, I can't remember the text. But I remember writing that down so I can go back to it later. Because I there was something that, I, that was going on culturally that I was like, what is happening? Is this right? <laughs> what, why? I don't remember if it was a lie or, or, or all the wives or... <laughs> But there was something happening. And I just remember being very perplexed that that it seemed like this God wasn't a, not pushing against this. And I couldn't figure out what's happening here. So, yes, the answer is I have found myself trying to figure out what what am I reading from my Western perspective and what is was the a cultural thing at, that was just going on at the time yeah. and what really is um what god would say okay emulate that right yeah right and okay so i'll give you an example it, a lot of paul's letters they are letters to a specific church at a specific time a lot of times talking about very specific events that are going on at the time in the first century and what I'm, what I'm, I'll get myself in trouble again. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> one of my favorite examples is, is you know, one of them where it says women should be silent in the church. And we're like, okay, that's a command for all people at all times. Okay. Well, what about the scriptures right before it and right after it? Are you greeting each other with a holy kiss? Uh, is your wife wearing jewelry or expensive clothing? I mean, is she doing up her hair, you know? And it's like, is that is that really, was Paul speaking to us in America today in the 21st century, or was he speaking to a particular church where there were issues going on culturally at the time? And when you start studying the history and things like that, you go, oh, okay, now what he makes, what he says makes a lot of sense in light of the culture and the history and the time, but doesn't make so much sense right now. And so that gets into application. You know, we can interpret it as this is speaking to a specific, as as the introduction to the book says, to the church in <laughs> Ephesus or, you know, or in Corinth. Um, or we can go, oh, no, this is God speaking through Paul to us today. And, and I, I sometimes it gets real sticky. And I understand there's room for disagreement amongst honest, good people that love Jesus. But, man, if we if we don't have a little bit of a Jewish perspective I think we can get twisted up in some weird ways. Yeah, and there's lots of principles and things that we can think of. Okay, so don't be haughty. Don't show off your jewelry. Don't show off your, don't be proud and arrogant. Mm -hmm. Love your neighbor. Make sure that you're greeting people. Um, this is me without reading. I haven't studied this in a while, but mm -hmm. but yeah, there are things that we, I mean, the God's word, again, is living and active, and he has a word for us through it. Mm -hmm. So so we want to read that in its context understanding what it's talking about and then asking okay so what is the principle 
that God is trying to teach us here. There's right. a teaching here. There is a what teaching. is it that we, yeah, what is it that we need to learn about God and his word and apply it to help us love God with all our hearts, minds, soul, and strength and love our neighbor as ourselves. And so I, yeah, so I think there is some danger when we take it out of context and try to apply it as law to our, right. our yeah, to, to our current situation. However, I also believe it's useful for teaching, rebuking, and I keep yes. quoting that scripture, but you you know, so. Yeah, so, well, yeah. what's funny about that scripture is Paul didn't have the New Testament when he said that. He's talking about the Old Testament. Yes, well, and you know, that's, uh, yes, and, but the whole of scripture is useful for us. Sure, so we, sure. yeah, and so we want to, we want to um, apply and think through all of it as we're reading and and asking the Lord, as you mentioned earlier, for the Spirit to to teach us so that we can apply it rightly to our lives. Right, yeah. right. I, I honestly, and some, again, I'm, I can get myself in trouble real fast. I, I Yes, we have the Word, and it is wonderful and beautiful, and it's just not the end game. I, I think we are to know the author of the book, not just the book. Oh, 100%. We can have a lot of knowledge. We can know God without knowing God. In other words, we can know a lot about God right. and not know him at all. Right. There, the, the scriptures say that demons know and they shudder, right? Mm -hmm. So so we need to, there's, the, the goal of Bible reading isn't just to gain a bunch of knowledge. It's to know the one who wrote it. Right. It's to know the the one who spoke it into, into being and the to to know the one who created us and so we the ultimate goal is to know him but also so that we can teach others so it's a communal mm -hmm. and personal um it's it's both yes yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah i think i think like many christians i've read pretty much everything c.s lewis ever wrote but i don't actually know c.s lewis it would be completely different if i had the opportunity to get to know the man and that's mm -hmm. the beauty of scripture is is that you can read the book, you can learn, uh, you can learn about the author, but then you can actually know the God who inspired all of Scripture. And that I think when we look at Scripture and with that knowledge, it it becomes alive and it becomes a joy. And that's what I see you doing. I appreciate you providing this framework. Is there anything you want to add before I let you go? No, I, I think the one thing I want to encourage people is if they use my resource or any resource, um, the goal isn't just to check something off. If you find yourself, you've you've said, I'm going to read it in a year, and then you miss a day, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Pick it up the next day and read again. We, the, that is, we want to, in, in, um, to commune with God, and that is my encouragement for all, all people listening and reading and thinking is that they would read the word um and that's my prayer is that they'd read the word so the word can get in them yep i uh, i think when you go there you're uh, you're only going to you're only going to find life because it's a book of life and it's a god of life and you'll find hope peace uh and it, it really is true Trillia's has nailed it we we just need to get soaked in the word uh and and then you can know the one who who inspired the whole thing uh, beautiful. Uh, I love it. This is the book, 52 Weeks in the Words, available wherever you uh, pick up books. 
people will bring it to your doorstep so you have no excuse. Shirley, thank you. Appreciate appreciate the spirit with which you come, uh, mm-hmm. and I appreciate your time today. Thank you. Appreciate you guys out there. Hit like, hit share, hit follow, hit subscribe, all those good things if you haven't already. And uh, check out 52 Weeks in the Word. You can also tra- check out trillionnewbell.com. Looks just like this. And come back. We've got more for you next time here on Life Today Live. It's the only book he ever wrote. You need to know the Word of God. You need to know what God's book says. It's God's Word, brother. It's food. It's It's God's book.